know God gave the world to just one man, Abraham, because of his generosity. He could give out his son, something that he had lived all his life for. He gave it out to God, and God had to reward him by giving him the whole world. Amen. Amen. Give the earth to him. And I just want us to read this scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Verse 2, where God talks about the riches of his liberality. If you are there, second Corinthians chapter 8. I don't want one person to read for us. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2. Amen. I, I, I see something as well about our Father. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2. God said he's not feeling well. So please read him the honor. Second Corinthians chapter. I just want to come from us. By the grace of God, I just want us to be on our feet. And with the grace conference shout. And the River City World. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Just lift up your right hands to the heavens. And I want you to pray, saying that, Father, I've come to your feet. I am here to receive grace. Begin to pray. I'm here to receive grace. I say that he gives grace. So tell me that Father, I'm here to receive grace. I'm here to receive grace. I'm here to receive grace. And you are here to receive his grace. And you are here to receive grace. The of his fullness have we all received and grace. you are here to Ashabra Talamabra, Mandanama, Abana Bandanama, 
the meaning of this enterprise of his grace? What is the meaning of enterprise? What is the meaning of all these big, big image? Amen. Amen. I know someone is going to say that Asofwa Mabadi is all about big, big words and vocabs. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But if it were to be a secular program with this title, I, I believe that some of you would have gotten that understanding. Hallelujah. But tonight, I just want you to understand one thing, that everything that we see in the physical is coming from the spiritual realm. And understand that life is more spiritual than it being physical. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 13, the verse 11 to verse 12. The Bible says that when I was a child, I speak as a child. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 13, sorry, the slogan. First Corinthians chapter 13, the slogan to 12. When I was a child, I speak as a child. I understood as a child. I taught as a child. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Amen. Amen. The scriptures is revealing something to us here. That there is a way a child talks. There is a way a child understands. And there is a way a child also has speak. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So when you are a child, you say certain things. You love to think in a different way. You love you want people to understand you, even in mistakes, even in your in your stubbornness and all that. Hallelujah. But he says that when I became a man, I put away childish one things. He said that for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So ask yourself, are you a child or you are mature? Are you a child? Physically, are you a child? I know someone is just thinking of whether you are uh, spiritually mature or not. I'm talking about physical growth. Are you a child or you are an adult now? Amen. Some of you, if not school, come out and talk for the end of one year. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If not school, amen. But thanks be to God, you, you are in school and you are not in that village, amen. amen. But there are some people who are of the same age with you, and some of them they are going to give them to their feet, uh, child. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! But school is making you look young. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But what you need to understand is this that there is a version of you. Amen. Amen. There is a part of you that you don't know. Hallelujah. There is a part of you that no man knows. Amen. Amen. For instance, if we are to look at Dr. Selassie seated here, by just looking at him, you may not know so many things about him. Amen. Amen. It will take discoveries upon discoveries for you to know that, okay, one, he is married. 
Because I can look at Dr. Selassie at the moment and my eyes will not be set on his ring finger to see whether there's a ring on the finger or not. So I will not know that Dr. Selassie is married. Why? Are you, were you interested? Then it is too late. Sorry for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Is that so? Is that what is going on? Hallelujah. But you have to look at him clearly to see that he is married based on the ring on the finger. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The same way you can look at me here at the moment and you will not see that I'm also married because I don't have my ring on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So if you are going to look at things from the physical perspective, you might judge wrongly. Amen. So that is the reason why the Apostle Paul is showing us something that when I was a child, I spoke or I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. And I also was taught as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And this is what we need to understand as believers, as Christians. Amen. Amen. That the reason why we are Christians, the reason why we are children of God, or the reason why we are subscribed to the things of God's kingdom is for a purpose. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need to know why we call ourselves Christians. We need to know why we are children of God. We need to know why we have come into the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Is it that I looked into the what, glass and it was dark. The reason why it was dark is because he's just seeing himself. But there are hidden things within himself that is not known. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I remember someone saying that, ah, that lady, is she a daughter? Is it true that she's a daughter or it's just a nickname? And she was referring to Dr. Najin. Hallelujah. And I thought, oh, she's a doctor. I said, hey, wow. But she's very young. Amen. You know, people have a perception about how certain things or how certain things have to what? Manifest. Hallelujah. So you can look at things from the physical and you will make a mistake. Amen. Hallelujah. But if you are to go to the realm of God, to that dimension of God, you realize that God knows you in a way that you yourself, you don't know. You are not aware of. Amen. And that was what he was saying in the verse 4, that for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I am known. Amen. Amen. Even as I am known, you are known to be something. You are known to be somebody. You are known in a way that no man can talk about, no man can explain. Hallelujah. This is why we have come to this conference, the enterprise of His grace. To reveal to you who you are. Because grace can only work when you come to know who you are. Amen. You see, the reason why grace cannot work for you is because you don't know who you are. 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, God bless. Amen. Amen. Then I, I, I think I need to, when you become ready, you can talk about this. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When we say an enterprise, what does it mean? An enterprise simply means to undertake a project. Amen. Amen. To set yourself for an adventure. It's not only a business thing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But at the end of the project, at the end of the venture, or at the end of that business that you're trying to set out, there should be fruits or profits. Amen. Amen. But this kind of project, this kind of venture that you are embarking on, it comes with so many complications. Hallelujah. Praise, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It comes with so many things that you need to contend, you need to fight in order to come to the realization of that adventure. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For instance, you can see that we have shops around and they are all selling the same product. How are you going to be on top? You will need the skills. You will need the, that advantage in order to be on top, to make yourself day in, day out. Hallelujah. So you can have different names for your shop, Abdum Worim, Yamin Shira shop, whatever, whatever shop. But it will take the skills that you have to be on top. If you don't have the skill, if you don't have the favor, if you don't have what will put you on top, I'm telling you, you open the shop in the morning, and by the time it is evening, even the money to buy prepaid, you will not get. Amen. Amen. So, what you need to understand from the enterprise of His grace is that God is embarking, or God has embarked on a project. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is embarking on a project. And this project, what He is using to make His project known, what he is using to sponsor his pro project or his, his business is grace. But what is this enterprise? What is this project? What is this journey that God is making in order to make? Let's read something in Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, we can read from the verse 5. Let's read something in Ephesians chapter 1 from the verse 5. And let's see something from there. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 1 5. This one is not part of the syllabus, so you let's read it. He said that having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace. Amen. Amen. The Bible is saying something here, revealing something to us here that to the praise. Of the glory of his grace. When you read some, is it some 87 or some 84? One of them, the verse 11, either 84 or 87, the verse 11. The Bible says that the Lord is our son and he is our shield. He will give us grace and glory. Is it 84? Yes. For the Lord God is a son and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. And no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. 
Amen. What God is giving, what God is using to fuel his enterprise, his journey, his project, is his grace. But at the end of the day, this grace must produce glory. But what you need to understand is that the glory that needs to be produced out of his grace is not going to be your work. The glory has been set, the grace has been given. Amen. The moment you receive the grace, you know the end of that grace. Amen. 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 So you are not like that businesswoman who is going to the market and doesn't or is not aware of the sales she is going to make in the course of the day. But God knows the sales he's making or he's going to make at the end of the project. And the sale that God is going to make at the end of the project is glory. Hallelujah. Praise, God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I know it's me. Yes, sir. So, when you read first John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, the verse 14, something happened there. The Bible says that, and the word became flesh. The word of God became flesh. When you read, you know, the message of the Bible is the word of God trying to become a human being. So when you read your Bible and you don't see a human being, you are not reading a Bible. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When you read the scriptures, when you read the, the, the word of God, and you, you don't see a human being, you are, you are just reading a story. Amen. Amen. And who is this human being that you ought to see? He said that, and the word was made flesh. Hallelujah. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. How can a word become flesh? Amen. Amen. So right from the beginning, Genesis, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Amen. Amen. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Hallelujah. So, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, where the Bible said that God created the heavens and the earth, it was made by the word. Amen. And without the word, nothing was made. Amen. But the end of this word, or the end of God's creation, was for that word to become a man. Not just we seeing stones, we seeing uh, animals or trees or whatever is known, but there should be the embodiment of everything that God purposed to make in a man. I just want you to follow me. Amen. Amen. And he said that this word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. Whose glory? Whose glory? The word. We beheld the glory of the word that became flesh. Or that was made flesh. So there is a glory that is in the word. Amen. Amen. But this glory can be seen when it is made flesh. The word in itself is not glorious. That is the reason why the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 3 that if you are to behold Jesus, there was no beauty even for you to desire him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That is the true expression of who Jesus was. So I'll be telling you that picture 
that you have been seen around. That is not Jesus. Amen. So he said that we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. He was full of grace and truth. So, the content of the glory, let me, let, let's do this together. He said that we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So, what was the content, or what is the content of this glory? Hallelujah. What, what is the content of this glory? Grace and truth is the content of glory. So if you want to see glory manifested in your life, you need grace, you need truth. Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the content of glory, the Bible says that Christ in you, the hope of glory. Why is it the hope of glory? Because God is issuing, God is bringing out grace. He's giving you truth. So that by the combination of his grace and his truth, the glory will be manifested. That is why it is hope. When we say hope, hope is a reserve. You understand what reserve means? Some people think that hope is something that is yet to be made or created. But when we say hope, hope is something that is already there. You just have to journey to enter into it. So of late, I have I, I have seen some things. I've, I've come to you know when you ask someone how are you, or when someone wants to ask you how you are faring, you say I trust you are doing well. They don't want to use the word hope because they think the hope is negative. When I say I hope you are doing well, the hope is a reserve of something that is already there. So when I say and I ask you I hope you are doing well, what I mean is that. You are already well. Because hope is a reserve. It is something that is already reserved for you. That is why he said that Christ in you, the hope of glory. Glory is already reserved. But you need grace, you need truth to enter into the glory. Hallelujah. What program did you read? The Earth Social Science. So, the social science was already in place before he bought forms. It, was, it is not by buying the form that they created it, or in the course of me attending lectures, that the social science will be made. The BS social science certification and accreditation is already there. You just have to enroll, go through the system, pass your exams, make the necessary grades and the necessary grade points, and get the certification. Hallelujah. So that certification of beyond social science, whether first class or second class, upper or lower or third class or whatever, it is already there. They have told you if you get below 2.5, it is third class. It is not a grade that you are going to make that is going to create a third class. The third class is already made there. Amen. Praise the Lord. But it will, it is the strength, it is the grace. It is your input that is going to position you at the various what, levels or various classes. Amen. Amen. So you know that if you get above 3.5, you are half first class. Amen. Amen. And now, when you have the first class in the Jamal, it is already there. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, the content of glory is grace and truth. So, grace alone is not enough. This is the reason why many people still mess up. Because they think that all that they need is grace. Grace without truth will destroy you. And many Christians, many believers have been destroyed because they did not go for truth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know if you are, you are understanding this. Hallelujah. They didn't go for truth. Let's read the verse 15. Jesus. Yeah. So John bear witness of him and Christ saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. Verse 16. And of his fullness. What is his fullness? What is his fullness? Of his fullness. What is his fullness? Oh. What is his fullness? Of his fullness. How we received grace for grace. And I know this verse, many of you don't understand. Amen. Why is saying that we have received grace for grace? And if you fail to understand this grace for grace, that is the end. Of your grace journey. Because what opens you up to grace is grace. Amen. If God is going to grace you with riches, He will give you the seed of riches, He will give you grace for the riches. Before God could bring us into his light, he brought us grace. And that is his saving grace. He said that for by grace are you saved through faith. But that grace is not the grace that is going to make you prosperous. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I, 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 I might tread on certain things. Let me get you a scripture. Thank you, Jesus. In, from, the, from Peter. I think it's Peter. Just hold on for me. This is not part of the syllabus. Amen. But I want to finish this so soon. Soon. Thank you. It's Peter, Peter, Peter. Let me just get it for you. Thank you, Lord. First Peter chapter 1, verse 13. He says, Therefore, get up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you. 
for the grace that is to be brought. Amen. There is a grace that is to be what? Given. For the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. He didn't say at the coming of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The revelation of Jesus Christ and the coming of Jesus Christ are not the same. Hallelujah. Praise God. The way you are looking at my face. Amen. Amen. At the revelation of Jesus Christ. Therefore, guide your, the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace. That is what? To be brought unto you. Here, Peter was speaking to the church. They've already received grace. But there was a grace that was to be brought to them. At the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The same way there are certain things about Dr. Selassie that you'll be able to enjoy if you, you, you are able to discover him. So the day you get to know that he can check on your eyes for you, there is a grace that counts. Now you submit yourself to this grace and Dr. Selassie now checks your eyes for you. And he can recommend certain things for you. Okay, you will need glasses. Okay, you need this eye drop. You will need this medication. Amen. Amen. But you need to have access into his life. And by getting access, he begins to reveal himself to you. Hallelujah. So Dr. Selassie here is the medical uh, music director here. Amen. Amen. So if you come here, what you assess from his life is music. But there is a place that when you go and you stand, there is another revelation of him that is he being what? A doctor of what? Optometry. Where he can work on your heart. Eyes for you. The same way with the Lord Jesus. As you get to know the revelations of his glory, you are moved or you receive more grace for grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, as I was saying that God has a project. What is this project? It is so simple. God wants to reveal himself. God wants to manifest himself. And God wants to glorify himself. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants to what? Reveal himself. And I've been saying it of late that the reason why people can question the existence of God is because he made them. Because if God had not created man, there wouldn't be anyone to question the existence of God. Amen. So the fact that you are even there asking whether God exists is a proof that indeed he exists. Because if he had not made you, where would you have been to question his existence? So by creation, God revealed himself. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God's project, God's enterprise is he revealing himself. He manifesting himself. And he glorifying himself. Amen. But how is he going to achieve this project? He's achieving this project through men. 
Man is that project. Man is that enterprise of God. Amen. Man is that medium through which God will be revealed. Amen. Amen. So he says that at the revelation of Jesus Christ, you receive some grace. Amen. Amen. Because God has gotten a man who can contain his grace, who is full of his grace. Is that of his fullness? Have you checked it? Jesus is full of grace, but it is out of that fullness. The grace that we have received is not God's fullness. That is why you need grace for more grace. The more you receive grace, you enter into realms to receive other graces. That is why I said that the grace for salvation, as in you believing in the Lord Jesus, where your sins are forgiven, is just the initiation. It's just the beginning. There is the beginning of grace. And there is the end of what? The grace. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The end of the grace is glory. But you need to journey from grace to grace. The Bible speaks of faith to faith. The Bible speaks of glory to glory. I know you have been reading that. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Amen. Amen. Faith has a beginning. Faith has an end. The Bible says that looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So there is a beginning faith and there is a finishing faith. And in between the beginning and the finishing, you are journeying. So you will need faith in all the phases of your life. Amen. And the Bible says that, let's read something in Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, the verse 2, the verse 3. Let's see something there. What we use to assess grace. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace. So what is going to grant you access into grace is faith. So you move from faith to faith. The faith that gave you salvation cannot give you or might not give you healing. You will need a faith to claim your healing. This is the reason why you are saved yet sick. This is the reason why you are saved yet it looks like you are still living in your sins because you would need a, a faith to enter into that face where you are not sinning, where you are not sick, where you are not weak. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So we are journeying from grace to grace. And the way is faith. To faith. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Or you are not with me? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the project is man. You are God's project. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Why does the Bible say that? For we are his workmanship. You are God's project. Amen. We are his workmanship. We are his masterpiece. You know, every artist 
have an, a masterpiece. So of all my collections, of all the songs that I've made, of all the paintings that I've made, this is my best. That is the meaning of a workmanship. Do you get it? Of all the things that I have made, this is my best. And the Bible is revealing to us that we are God's best creation. Listen, we are talking about grace here. You are God's best creation. And if you are God's best creation, then you need to understand how special you are in the eyes of God. So the reason why certain things cannot happen to you is because of this, your condition, or this, your state. The reason why God will not look and stand and watch for you to fail is because you are his workmanship. You are his masterpiece. Jesus. Hallelujah. I just want us to understand grace. And how grace is working for us. Amen. Amen. But you can decide eh, to do things by your own self. You can decide to do things by your own will. By your strength. But I just want to tell you, there is grace. There is grace. There is grace. There is grace. I'm telling you, there is grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works. Which God ordained. Before what? Ordained that we should walk in them. God ordained that we should walk in them. How many of us have been to the beach before? Oh God. You know beaches. You go. So raise your hands. I will see you there. Hallelujah. You know, when you stand at the beach and you look far from wherever you are standing toward the sea, you realize that you get to a place where it looks like the clouds and the sea they are coming together. There is a union between what? The clouds and the sea. That is a very description that we have in this word ordained. God has created you in a way that a time is going to come as you journey in his grace, you and him will be like this. Hallelujah. When you check the Greek, it is horizon. Horizon. Now, what is the horizon? That is the best description I can give to you. Those who did geography. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I wrote something here. I said that the project is revelation, it's manifestation, and it is glorification. Hallelujah. Praise, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The purpose of God's grace, this business is revelation. If you fail to understand grace from this perspective, nothing will work. 
So you cannot be in the wrong venture and expect God. For instance, you come as a student and you decide to sell food. You are enrolled as a student and you have decided to sell food. The fact that you are meeting the needs of the hungry doesn't mean that UCC should give you aid. This is the reason why it looks like many people cannot assess the grace of God. Because they are, although they have come into Christ, they are believers, yet they are doing a different thing. And God will not sponsor that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's so simple. So UCC will not give you a because you have been attending church. Hallelujah. Fred was telling me something, I think, this morning. That someone mentioned the name of God in a letter or in something, and because of that, they rejected his application. You are confused. Why? Because what we are expecting from you, it has nothing to do with God, to them. What UCC is requiring from you is not you selling food. So yes, you were able to feed many students. Students were hungry and you had a joint in front of the library. So they will come out and you will feed them. And now they will go back and study. VC will not say by virtue of that venture that you added to, to, to your stay on campus here, I'm going to give you first class. The same way, God is also not going to equip you with his grace because you are doing other things. That seems to be good. Because if at the end of the day, we are not going to see the imprint of UCC, then, no. If you are not going to see the revelation of God, if you are not going to see the manifestation of God, if you are not going to see the glorification of God, forget about grace. Because the purpose of grace is glory. To the praise of the glory of His grace. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So God gives grace and he gives glory. But you need to abide in the truth in order to come into the glory. What is the truth? The same way you attend lectures. You receive what is being given to you. You go home, you study. You set time to study. You write quizzes, you write assignments. You are walking in the truth of whatever to let UCC has set for you. And if at the end of the day they grade you, they look at what you have presented, then they will offer you a mark, a score, or a grade. Hallelujah. Praise God. But you added other things to it. That one, it has nothing to do with the curriculum. Hallelujah. Praise, Praise God. God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That is why at the end of the day, we are not going to say that those who had who were best couples, we are going to award them for graduation. Yeah. So you can come to school 
not married yet enjoy relationship with your boyfriend or with your girlfriend and then whatever at the end of the day there's no good there's nothing like a reward because it is not part of the curriculum Amen. The same way God has his curriculum. That is his truth. And as you journey in his truth, you come into what? The purpose of his grace. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, this is what you need to understand when it comes to the enterprise of his grace. When we say you are called, that calling is that project God has initiated with your life. Amen. I keep on saying, calling is not microphone. Mm. When God called Abraham, he didn't give you microphone. Nice. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So calling is not a microphone. But the microphone can be a means. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Don't be offended. Don't be offended. Calling is not microphone. Calling is God's plan. You know, there's a difference between purpose and plan. Amen. Amen. Purpose is the end. The plan is the means. So God has a purpose. God has a plan. The plan and the purpose are not the same. At the end of the day, I want you to be a sacrament. But the means for you to be a Takrade might be different. Amen. Amen. So you being a Takrade is the purpose. The reason why I want, I want you to be a Takrade is the purpose. But how you are going to get to Takrade is the plan. So God can say, I want you to go by air. And you will decide I want to go by maybe a bicycle. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so if God has designed a journey to be by air, why are you trying to go by land? There is no grace. That is why those who want to go to Italy and Spain, the, 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 those who go by the land, through the desert, through the sea, some end up dying. There is no grace attached to it, no insurance attached to it, no security, no protection. You can die. But if you are going by air, then we know that everything is documented. We can trace wherever you got into. We can know that you have arrived and all that. This is how God is also working with us. His plan and his purpose, which we call the calling. By the way, for whom he did follow, he predestinated. And then he predestinated, he did what? He did what? (laughs) 
he did follow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of the Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. The verse 30. Verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. The predestination is the end. Last time I was saying something here. Your life is a script. It's like a movie. Don't try to add on other roles. Roles that the, the director or the script writer. <laughs> Don't complicate. The reason why you are having complications is because of the other roles you have added. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, the reason why you are, you are having issues is because of the other roles. You have taken up certain roles that are not part of the script. Amen. So if in the script you are not supposed, for instance, to drive and you get a car, yes, in the eyes of men you are driving. But there's no grace attached to it. So you will buy the fuel. Because the director is not going to give you the fuel because you drove to the, the, the scene for us to what? Take the movie. So if you are going to come by, if the director says that we are all coming by bus, and you decide to drive your own Lamborghini or Porsche or whatever, at the end of the day, you are going to buy your fuel. Because you driving a Lamborghini or whatever to the place has nothing to do with the script. So he said that, moreover, whom he did predestinate, then he also called. And the people that he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, then he also glorified. So he has his plan. Not according to your plan. That is grace. And I'll say this every close. As someone will say, we will do practicals. And we close. Let's read Revelation chapter 4. And I'll end with that. When I get a chance to talk about grace, we will continue. That everything that we are doing. It's about grace. Revelation 4 1. He said that after this I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up here, and I'll show you things which must be here after. I want us to look at something in the in the in the in the verse that we are reading. And we will end with that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. A door is open in heaven. And when the door was open, he heard a voice. And the voice was calling him to come up. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come up. There is something that I want you to understand. God called him to come up. 
And for you to come out, it means that you have to leave your place. He was in a place. The Bible said that he was in the island of Patmos. But when he was summoned to come up, he had to migrate from that place to another place. And the place that he was to migrate to was to come up. In your core or in your wallet, you cannot remain at the place where God called you from. You have to move. So as a Christian, I said grace is a journey. Amen. Amen. Grace is a journey. And he has called us by his grace. And by that calling, we move from one place to the other. If you decide to stay at the original place where you are called, that grace at the point in time will be exhausted. And whatever thing that you do there will be by your own ways. Because God expects you to move. Amen. Amen. That is why we started from when I was a child. I speak as a child. I talk as a child and I understood as a child. You begin grace as a child, but you don't have to remain a child. The reason why many Christians compromise is because they don't move from grace to grace. If you dwell in that place, what will happen is that grace will what? finish at that point. You cannot live in saving grace alone. Saving grace alone will force you to compromise because you know that for by grace are you saved through faith, not of works, but what? But what? It's the gift of God. So it does not matter what I do, I am saved. No one can block me out of the hands of God. It is saving grace. But saving, living in this saving grace alone will make you not advance into glory. You know why you want to compromise? It's because you are still there. Everything has been worked out. By his stripes you are healed. It is part of the saving grace. But you need to journey in order to see the healing. He said that we know the grace of our Lord Jesus. And he gave a description of his grace. Though he was rich, but because of us he became poor. That we through his poverty might become rich. When Paul was talking about the grace of our Lord Jesus in poverty and making people rich, he was speaking concerning giving. So if you want to receive the grace for abundance, for riches, it has it, it, it is a grace, it's a dimension that you need to assess in order to enter into riches. This is the reason why many Christians will still remain poor because they have not assessed the grace for riches. And the grace for riches is giving. Hallelujah. So you need to understand the truth because the content of glory is grace and truth. It's not only grace. By grace, all things are yours. All things are yours. That is why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, from the verse 20. All things are yours by grace. But you need the truth to assess all things. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. 
So, the willingness to leave, the willingness to move, after you have heard the calling, after you have known the plan, will determine when you arrive. And no, be honest, you cry when you move. Because along the line, you have, you have decided to pass through certain places. You have decided to wait. You have decided to buy certain things. I'm not why you do. Over why you do. So you cannot journey as you ought to journey. Hallelujah. This is what we watch your kindness. You know what? Hallelujah. I will send you money now. Messiah of the family. Meanwhile, you carrying the burdens of the family is not part of the script. Abraham carrying Lot along was not part of the plan. So, so far as Lot remained with Abraham, God was silent when it comes to his inheritance and possessing the land. But the day Lot left, he said, I look to the north, look to the south, look to the east, look to the west, as far as your eyes can behold, I have given it to you. But when Lot was with him, nothing was said concerning the inheritance of the land. He was carrying what? Baggage. Burden. Troubles. Hallelujah. Yes, you were born twins, but your destiny are not the same. Your plan is never the same. Last time I was reading in the news where some twins, they were saying that they want to marry the same man. They want their man to impregnate them on the same day. And I was like, are you serious? Just because you are twins? No. Read the Bible and check all the twins that were born. Check Cain and Abel. Someone is asking, were they twins? Yes. Check Cain and Abel, the first twins. Their lives were different. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. They were twins. Let's read it. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. And Adam knew his wife, and she, and she, and she, and there came and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Verse 2. And she again, again bare his brother Abel. Here the Bible didn't say Adam knew his wife and she conceived. Let's go to chapter 5. I want to prove to you that they were twins. Or is it the, 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 the latter verses where Seth was born? Go to verse 2 and let me see. Cain and Abel were the first twins, and their destinies were not the same. Go to the verse 4, the previous verse 25, let's see, all to 24. He said, And Adam knew his wife again. What is the knowing the wife again? The intercourse. When it came to Abel, there wasn't any knowing and conception, they were twins. Hallelujah. I know someone is already confused. And now I have to close. I have to shut 
Amen. 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 Their destinies were not the same. One was a tiller of the ground, the other was a keeper of sheep. Amen. Walk with people who are of the same mind with you, who are journeying on the same course. You know, that is, that is why it's so wrong. Papa here being so handsome and all that. Don't fear him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God fearing who wants to see the glory of God manifested in his life and decides to date a girl who is not serious with spirituality. That's wrong. So you see, chat boys, they want their girls. The chat girls who want their girls from outside. So with all their Holy Ghost thing with the oil, they will come here, they will sing, they will dance, they will listen to the word, they will go, and someone will puncture the vessel. And the oil will begin to leak. Amen. It's okay. Let's come back. Amen. Amen. Holy Ghost don't speak in Christian, the only romance here. Who do you Are you ready? It's a gentleman when you're romantic, son. It's for your safety. So he says that come up here and I will show you things that must be here after. There are certain things about your life you need to go up. You need to grow. You need to grow. You need to go up to see what is ahead of you. If you remain at that same spot, you will never see it. That is why you ought to grow. So he said, yes, you have seen the Lord. He told you that he is the Alpha, he is the Omega. He is the beginning, he is the end. He is the first, he is the last. He told you that you saw him walking in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. He, you saw his hair as wool. You saw his eyes as fire. But it is not enough. Come up. The grace you receive to see is not enough. Come up. If you want to see things that must happen here after, come up. If you want to assess higher forms of grace, go up. If you decide to remain down here, what would happen? You will not see. But you know, John was still on the island of Patmos when he received the word, come up. You need to assess, you need to get to know which part of you is being called to come up. Think about it. Some of you, it is your money. Some of you, 
It is this your body to become a living vessel, sacrifice that you need to separate. It is your money that you need to use to invest. Some of you, it is your strength. Some of you, it is your time. That God is calling. Come on. So if you give the time, you will see. If you spend more time with him in prayer, in the way, he will show you the wondrous things. Some of you, he wants to bless you for you to become a kingdom financier. So he's calling forth your resources, your finances, your money. He said, I've come up. So which part of you is being called? It is being summoned onto the throne. When the man child was born, the Bible said the child was caught up to the throne of God. Which part of you is being caught up? Is it your time? Everything that God has given to you is grace. Grace for purpose. The reason why this guy can sing is for a purpose. When we went for the convention, some of the girls were saying they like how Papa is singing the voice. Yeah. 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 And I told them, hey, he's young. Don't come and spoil me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Time is up. You are all fake. <laughs> oh, 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 someone wants me to close. There's something that I wanted to talk about. In this season, eh, there's one question that is being asked. What is your identity? Who are you? Ask yourself, who am I? Who are you? No, ask yourself that question. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? You know that. You are filled. Who are you, Rita? You are filled. He says we are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. Peculiar people. Amen. Where is that one? Ephesians 8. Hey. 
Hallelujah. Who are you? By the way, chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Are you sure? You are a holy nation. Are you sure? You are that peculiar person. That if God wants to point, have you seen my servant Job? Can God himself give that testimony? Have you seen my servant Mary? Who are you? Hallelujah. Who are you? You're looking at my face. Who are you? Are you a your man's son or daughter? Who are you? The way to assess grace is to know who you are. When you get to know who you are, you align yourself to the plan. And once you align yourself to the plan, you know the end is glory. I had a cousin who came to UCC, level 200. He filled some courses and he was dismissed. From level 300, this guy was taking school fees, taking hostel fees. I meet this guy. Oh, I'm coming from lectures. He can come to my office. Oh. We would talk. I was lectures. Everything was okay. Level 400, even graduation, he collected money. Family members came to UCC for graduation. We ate, we enjoyed, we took pictures. He took money for national service. <laughs> but when the day of reckoning came, that we needed the proof of a student of UCC, he could not. The same question God will ask you, what is the proof? Why should you be glorified? Who are you? Do you know why I'm asking you this question? When you get to know who you are, you'll be able to change things. Can I tell you something? Yes, sir. There is something that God said to the sea. There is something that God said to the stones. There is something that God has said to the trees. When you get to know who you are, you'll be able to command those things and they will respond. Amen. Jesus said, if you don't praise me, I can call the stones. Because God has said to the stones, He has decreed unto the stones grace to praise. Satan knew it, that stones can turn into bread. Because God spoke to the stones that when a man is hungry and he comes to know who he is, 
he can tell you to become a stone. That temptation he brought to Jesus, Jesus had gotten to know who he was. It was something that he could do. So it was not just a temptation. He was trying to prove to Jesus his very person, who you are. So my question is, who are you? Because when you get to know who you are, you will be able to speak to things and they will happen. Grace sponsors whatever thing that is part of the plan. If it is not part of the plan, forget about grace. There is no way God will change that wife friend who is not part of the script. You can pray, you can fast, you can cry, nothing will happen. Hallelujah. There is no insurance. Who are you? Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. Who are you? Who are you? Let's be on our feet. Grace. Of his fullness have we all received grace and for grace. Who are you? What will make you fulfill your purpose in this life is when you get to know who you are. And it is something that you ought to discover. Let me tell you something and we pray and we close. Man created this, right? How did he do it? How did he do it? Inspiration and respiration. <laughs> how, how, how did he do this? How? This, these things. How? Amen. How? Now what I'm afraid of, you know, there are so many ingenuities in man that he cannot express. Why is man now trying to produce robots? And the abilities of these robots quite exceeds man's. But it is man who is making the coding. It is man who is programming these robots. These things are already in man. But they don't have the, the, the key to unlock that potential within them. There is a potential within you. And it is only the grace of God that can reveal it. The day you will find this grace, the day you identify this grace, I'm telling you, the man that it seems impossible for him to walk on water will walk on water. The man that it seems impossible for him to multiply the bread will multiply the bread. The man that it seems impossible for him to, you know, that grace is there. If within the oil, 
Elisha knew that once you gather vessels and you get to know where you are coming from and who you are, you can pour the oil and it will not cease. The oil understands. But you want to buy with your money because you have money. So you see, you are crying for money instead of crying for grace. Because the end of the money is to buy rice. What if you have the grace to multiply the rice? The end of the money is to buy a car so that you can get to places what swiftly. What if you have the grace and you can just vanish and you enter into that place? What is the need of that car? Can I tell you something? We have lost focus. And that is why the devil is playing with our minds. Because we have lost who we are. We have lost the abilities. We have lost things. We have lost things. And now we are trying to bring these things into robots. Look at Chat GPT. What Chat GPT is doing? The, the very assignment you are struggling to write, you give it to Chat GPT and it will give it to you. Add references. You see, because of your ignorance, some of you students, you don't even know there is an AI like that that can write your assignment for you. You are struggling. Because of ignorance, I'm telling you, you have lost something that you don't know. There is something in you. The Bible said that there is a spirit in man. There is a spirit in man. This is the reason why when I see Christians who are not serious, I cry for them. Because you have lost your ordination. This world is playing with you. Sickness will play with your life. Issues of money will play with your life. Money has its place. But the beauty of money is when you yourself, you have come into purpose. The day you lose focus on your purpose, when you get money, you think it is for girls. And money becomes ugly when it is used to manipulate men. But the day money is used to make man, is used to help people, we see the beauty of money. Creation is crying. Do you know why creation is crying? Because creation is being used for the wrong things. You are using creation for the wrong things. The car is being used for the wrong things. The money is being used for the wrong things. The certificate is being used for the wrong things. Everything is being used for the wrong things. Why? Because we have not come to our purpose. But tonight, grace is available. We are God's projects. And the capital for this enterprise is grace. That is what he is using to make us reveal his 
That is what he's using to make us manifest him. That is what he's using to make us glorify him. Jesus says, I have glorified you. Glorify me. Even as I have glorified you. Can you pray? For his grace. Can you pray for this grace? Can you pray for this grace to shine? Can you pray? Can you pray? Can you pray? Can you pray? Yes, his grace shall be more soon. The day you come to the understanding of this grace, you see the power that you exude from the life. You see that you are the solution. His grace. Somebody pray.
I see a hand. And I see something like a god. And the hand picking people. Across this God.
God doing something for you and your family. You know, sometimes when you are praying for people that you know, it will look like it, you know that that is why you are praying. No. But I see God doing something wonderful with her and your family.
was if you have problems inside our thoughts. We will be asked to pray today. And the Lord says, Grace. Grace. And He's a lifter. Okay. He's going to lift you up by Himself.
So she is not able to move freely. It's the noise from the beds and on the soon. Do you hear voices? You're not supposed to be. 